Welcome to Pool Party Radio. This is the number one podcast where we get deported in all of Austin. I am your host, Parker, joined as always by Cumulus Razor Man. Hey, you didn't get deported, did you? I luckily did not get deported this week. How about you? Did you get deported? No, I'm still here, Parker. I'm still around. But for how like- long? Um, I don't know, man. We'll we'll see. We w- we shall see. In Trump's America, we're all going to be deported. I guess. Like if we talk smack about him on CNN or SNL, or on the morning news shows, because mm-hmm. I I know he tweeted about that at some point, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> this is our president. He is he is everybody's grandfather who's angry. He's a wild dude. Uh, is there anything you're angry about this week? <clears throat> oh, yeah, there's plenty. Uh, we're coming up on another year of Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And this time it falls on a Tuesday. Um, so all the Valentine's plans and goings on are being done over the weekend, which is basically where I um, cash it in and just hang out in my apartment all weekend because I don't want to be around that. I don't want to be around people who are happier than me or pretending to be happier than me, whatever the case may be. You don't even want them to be be pretending to be happy around you. No, I'm a real Holden Caulfield. I I hate phonies. I hate people who are being fake. I I also like to ride that merry-go-round in in Central Park. Oh, yeah, the one that we rode. I think that we rode the same one, but who can know for sure? No, we did. We were on the same ride. I still have video of it. Uh where there's, I think, like, the moon had this white stuff on its face. It was like a man in the moon sort of thing where it had a giant face on it. Mm-hmm. And you comment in the video, hey, check out that Bukake moon. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me giggle each time. That sounds pretty fun. Yeah, I remember it being a pretty weird merry-go-round with, like, a lot of weird sculptures and stuff in it. Yeah, yeah, but it's a trip. It's a, it's a historic <laughs> place. It was a good merry-go-round. Yeah, it was. And I think that's one featured in um, Catcher in the Rye. But anyway, yeah, I, I don't want to be around uh, people on merry-go-rounds, I guess. They, they'd be happy. They would be genuinely happy, and I don't want to be around that. Yeah, that's true. Um, I didn't even go out to see movies this weekend. I just kind of stayed in. I watched The Wailing, finally. How did you feel about The Wailing? I, I thought it was going to be about, like, hunting whales mm-hmm. not about a korean policeman uh who's trying to find a ghost but it was fine it was okay it was very long mm-hmm. the ending was uh convoluted and kind of racist you found it to be racist yeah <laughs> yeah because spoiler alert oh I'm yeah to spoil the ending of i know why it's racist. Say what? i know why it's racist okay. now yeah yeah I thought they were going to try to like circumvent something and do a twist ending. It's like, nope, it's exactly it's exactly that thing. Mm-hmm. The bad guy is the person who's not from this country. Exactly that. Yeah. So like going back to John Carpenter's bit about um, easy horror, easy scary stories are saying like of the tribe, the terror is out there. It's the foreign thing, but the hardest horror is to say the terror is within this tribe. It's within us. And th- that movie just kind of said like, nope, it's out there. It's coming after us. 
Mm-hmm. We should have crushed its skull the moment it applied for a visa. Mm-hmm. So it's a very Trumpian yeah. film, I feel. Exactly that. So I was very harumph towards the end of it. If only they could have deported the bad guy. They, they yeah. <laughs> it, it's weird. It's it's a weird one. And it was two and a half hours of my time. Yeah. And also, it's like an exorcist movie where there's just one scene that's a zombie movie for no fucking reason. Yeah, I still don't understand that shit either. Like, what was that about? Why did the shaman almost do what he set out to do and then turn around? Like, did he become a Renfield character at the end? I don't quite get that. I don't know. I don't and how did priests know where to go? I forget it. This is all like... All these questions don't make a lick of fucking sense to anybody who's never seen this movie. So I'm going to stop phrasing them. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that movie is nearly as good as people say. Yeah, I, I heard it was like the best one of 2016. And nah, I would I would easily say that The Witch was better than that. And I wasn't even that fond of The Witch. Yeah. Or The Vavitch, excuse me. Train to Busan is a better Korean horror movie than that. I heard about that one. I just recently actually. I didn't even know that was a thing until recently. You should check it out. It's pretty good. Yep. I will do that. There's zombies um, in it the whole time. There's what? Zombies are in it the whole time. I'm into that. It's and they're supported. on a train, I'll take it. Yeah. And it's supported by the plot, not just like a throwaway thing. Okay, cool. <laughs> Cause I'm really into that after last night's experience. So yeah, I'm really just Kept it indoors all weekend. Uh, didn't do a damn thing. Have you considered going to see John Wick? No, I have not. But you bringing this up out of the blue uh, intrigues me. Did you see it? I saw it. And it's pretty much great. It brought a tear to my eye. I said, this is a beautiful movie where... Uh, Everything, every single time a person is shot in the face, it's treated like a beautiful painting. And uh, I even wrote in my newspaper about it. About I read it. that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's a very beautiful movie where violence is uh, no different than the Mona Lisa. And I respect that a great deal. At least that's how my reading of the film. Do I need to see the first John Wick to be informed about this John Wick? Not necessarily. I think you can okay. probably go in. Like, there's like, like they set up some of the rules of the world because it's like kind of like, like there's like this underworld that has a lot of rules, this assassin underworld. So you may be a little bit at a loss as to how the, like, what the rules are, but like you'll slip right in. It's not a big deal. Well, I like to slip right in. Mm-hmm. That's always nice. <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> I did watch, um, Speaking of beautiful violence, I saw the Santa Clarita diet. And I talked to you a bit about this. It came out, I think, like two weeks ago on Netflix. So the entire season is available for streaming. Um, This is our new world of instant access, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty great. It has uh, Timothy Oliphant, um, Drew Barrymore. There's cameos by different folks like Patton Oswalt and uh, somebody else. I want to say <laughs> it's not coming to me I like Portia del Rossi's things like that. People like that. Um, 
but it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's it's gore doesn't always look great, but it's a uh, it's always for like a specific purpose. So again, that's cool. I don't think it's probably as artsy as this John Wick film, but I guess I'll have to see it to find out. You be the judge of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You mentioned this Santa Clarita, Clarita diet show to me, but I haven't watched it yet. I very rarely go on Netflix nowadays because anytime I do, it's just like, Hey man, do you want to watch uh 30 Eliza Schlesinger uh, stand-up specials or 20 Pat Oswald stand-up specials or 40 Joe Rogan stand-up specials and nothing else. So oh, I, yeah, that's bogus. I try to steer clear because that's all they got going. And like 50 documentaries about uh, online porn. <laughs> that's all they got now. But you're on Schiller also, right? I am. Yes. Well, I was. Well, I shudder. I had shudder. Oh, shudder. That's what it is. But my I I'm now out of it for like two weeks because my I lost my debit card and I haven't like reactivated it, although I need to and I will because the new The Grudge versus the Ring movie just got on shutter and I need to see this. Yeah, you gotta figure out who wins. I would love to see yeah. who wins between two identical ghosts. <laughs> I don't know if it has the same charm as like Freddy versus Jason, because at least with that one, what it was like different planes of existence. One's in like the dreamscape and the other one is in real life or I guess like in film life. And and both are hard to kill. Yeah, these ghosts aren't really like that. Like they just kind of like are quiet and then someone looks at them and then like a loud noise happens. So it'll be interesting to see how they fight. But. I love crossover movies, so I'm in. I'm 100% in. Yeah, sounds dope. I like that premise, though, that uh, (laughs) it is basically predicated that somebody looks at them and then they do something really loud and scary. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I had friends like that in high school, I think. Yeah, I had friends like that, too. Like you would just like silently be playing Super Street Fighter with them and whooping their ass. And then like all of a sudden, and then you would like look over at them to gloat and then they would like scream at you and throw the controller down. Mm hmm. Yeah. Have you ever defeated somebody so badly in video games that they threw a controller and broke it? Um, almost as in the controller almost broke. Yeah. Uh, it was not fun. I stopped playing video games with that person because I didn't want stuff to break around me. It's a lot of money, you know, that's true. One of my one of the greatest days of my life was when I was playing uh, the uh, wrestling game like SmackDown versus Raw some year. Yeah, yeah. W- with my neighbor uh, Stain, and I was being my character, Captain Alive, the world's greatest zombie wrestler, who is no longer a zombie. He's alive, hence the name. <laughs> I, that's when he was going face. When he turns heel, he's Captain Dead. That's true. That is true. And, uh, and he, and he was playing as his like werewolf character who was like super, who had like all of the stats maxed out. Cause he was a werewolf, you know, uh-huh. like a real kind of cheater. Although it's not really cheating. I guess a werewolf would be stronger than a normal man who was once a zombie, but, uh, <laughs> but I won and it was a hell in a cell match and he threw the controller down and he spiked it and, it was a hard-fought match, and it was the greatest day of my life because I love Captain Alive so much, and I was so proud of him for winning that match. 
Yeah, you should be. I would have gloated. And if I lost to you, I would not have thrown the controller. Because I feel like it was a fair defeat, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a video game. I don't understand why people would get that pissed off at it. I remember a lot of friends when I was younger would do that bit of like, it's not fair. It's not fair, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't remember anybody breaking a controller. Yeah, I I don't get a chance to play that many games anymore. Um, I end up buying this PlayStation 4, and all I do on it is watch TV because it has, like, cable access, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, like public cable access? No, nothing that cool. Oh, uh, okay. Like, just, like, normal, like, actual cable. Right. Uh, so okay. it's, like, yeah, just basic cable channels like FXX. Basic bitch cable channels. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to drink Starbucks while you're watching it. <laughs> I thought you meant, like, it had cable access, like all the, like, cool local weirdo TV shows. Like, you're watching, like, the A-Ghastly Ghoul show on it. No, unfortunately not. Um, which reminds me, I know we talked about this before, but that Eat More Carp show that used to be on uh, Dayton Public Access. Do you remember that? Vaguely, yeah. Yeah, it was, like, the guy who would wear that carp mask in just like a t-shirt and jeans and he would try to talk through the mask into a microphone but it always came out like muffled mm-hmm. and there'd be a green screen of just party scenes going on beyond like behind him so he's just kind of floating in this party landscape um those dvds actually exist you can buy those so i think i'm going to do that at some point you should. I tried to get an A Ghastly Ghoul. A Ghastly Ghoul is this horror host who did a show in Dayton, Ohio, for like many, many years. And I think he still does stuff. Like he's still in a band and like he, I think he like has like a thing at Horror Hound that he does every year. But um, his show came out on DVD or like the best of anyway, because he did it for like 10 years. Um, and my, the only place you could get it, the DVD, not even online, the only place you could get it was this like, uh, used video game store in Kettering and it came out after I had already moved to California but my little brother lived like a block away from this place and for years I asked him to go to this video store and buy me a $5 copy of this DVD <laughs> that was a block away from his house and he never did it and I'm certain son of a bitch. I know I'm certain it's sold out now are you really are you certain that a ghastly ghoul on DVD is sold out well, maybe not. I don't know. I'm sure it was probably just like a DVR or something. Next time I'm up there, I'll check for you. How's that sound? That would be nice. I would very much appreciate that. Actually, Kevin and Sean are going to Horror Hound next month. I'll I'll maybe ask them to be on the lookout. If it's if it's yeah. anywhere, it'll be there. Yeah, sure. But if they fail it's... miserably, I'll let you know so that you can keep an eye out, Frisbee. <laughs> Will do. And please, um, yeah, I, I didn't know that was a thing. And I would I would hope that somebody had the foresight to put that online, you know, so you could order it that way. But I guess it's not the case. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a couple of years since uh, I really was hounding my brother to get that. Maybe it's online now. I think a lot of the clips are on YouTube, maybe. So I'll check that out. 
he did this one really cool episode. Like mostly he like introduced horror movies as you do and like did like wacky things. But there's this mm-hmm. one episode where the whole it was like an extreme close up of his face with like a candle in front of it. And he just like kind of quietly sobbed for like an hour. And me and my friends were like so obsessed with that episode. Like they would play it every once in a while. Like they played it. Like the way that show worked is like they would play it like three times the first weekend. And then like every once in a while, like they'd have reruns and stuff. And we would always like obsessively try to catch that episode because we always wondered like what would lead a man to make such an episode? Yeah, just to post online or on public access rather. Yeah, I've thought about getting him on junk food dinner at some point, like over the last eight years that we've done junk food dinner. I never have, but if I ever do, I'm going to ask him what, what the hell was going on in that episode? Cause I loved it. <laughs> Just Trebian and kiss your fingertips. Yeah. It was like a, like a real Italian man. Yeah. It was like, I don't know. It was like so cool. Like I'm sure he felt some sort of emotions in real life or maybe he didn't. Maybe it was just some sort of elaborate ruse to get people like me to think about this episode 20 years later. Who knows? Yeah, or maybe it's one of those um, urban legends like Candle Cove or something like that where mm-hmm. you just imagine that this happened, but really like you and your friends were staring at a a, a screen of static on the television. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I can't believe this guy's crying. And somebody else is like, there's, there's not a face on there. What, what guy are you talking about? Mm-hmm. It could be that. It'd uh, be really spooky. Yeah. It'd be spookier than the wailing, to be honest. That's true. It's like that story, you know, it's like that other like creepy pasta story like when you and your homies are like are together watching the A Ghastly Ghoul show and then the phone rings and then it says, "Hey, why hey, it's me A Ghastly Ghoul." And then and then you go, "Hey, A Ghastly Ghoul's on the phone." And then your friends are like, "But A Ghastly Ghoul's been dead for 10 years. But who was phone?" <laughs> like you know that story. I'm familiar with it, yeah. One it's of, always such a good kicker. I love that last line. <laughs> it's one of the creepiest stories. It's it's got me chilled. Mm-hmm. I'm a little my bones. I'm so scared right now. <laughs> what about um getting back to Valentine's Day? What are you and and the wife doing? Are you doing anything? Or have you done something already? Um, we have not done anything yet. I asked her last night. I was like, "What are we doing for Valentine's Day?" And she was like, "When's that?" And Hell yeah, you guys have achieved relationship <laughs> perfection. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, I'm. I don't like Valentine's Day because it's like so cynical. Like it's like, hey, we're a company that's gonna sell you your love back to you at a marked up price. It just seems weird, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Probably nothing. We're gonna go see the night afterward. We were gonna go see Casablanca, which I've never seen before at a local theater. But my work is making me go see The Great Wall, starring Matt Damon as the Chinese. Yeah. Yeah. He's <laughs> he's the last Chinaman. It's, <laughs> it's kind of like the last samurai. Yeah. It looks very weird. It's very weird. It looks weird. extremely... Yeah. I've, I've only heard racist things about this movie. Yeah. That's it. I know there's supposed to be like monsters and stuff. It looks but like... I, I literally don't know much beyond the fact that like... Uh, Matt Damon's another white savior in this. It's like, don't worry, I'm an honorary. Um, I don't. I have no idea what dynasty it's supposed to be, so I can't quite say. He's like, I'm Chinese. I'm here. 
I'm going to kill these monsters and you'll all be safe because of me. Yeah, it's like it looks like there's orcs and dragons and stuff. I don't know how long ago it's supposed to be. The Great Wall is built. So I don't know. When did that like that went up in like 1000 AD or something or started then, I think somewhere around in there. So I don't know. It took it takes place somewhere in the last thousand years, but um but yeah, I don't know. Matt Damon is the Chinese. But I'll and then also it's a Chinese movie, which I think like I'm used to Americans whitewashing things. Yeah. But it seems weird that the It is an explicit choice by like a Chinese director um who's in charge of casting and all that. So it, yeah, that kind of threw a wrench into some of the arguments about it. Again, like you're saying, I'm used to Western movies or like American movies, whitewashing shit, but this was kind of like, huh, hmm, well, I guess they had the artistic merit or choice to make that decision. Yeah, it's not as racist as we once thought, but we still don't like it, this movie. Yeah, and again, don't even know what it's about. Matt Damon shoots an arrow. That's all I'm certain of. And there's a great (laughs) wall. Yeah. Do you remember that time that they made that Godzilla movie that was all whitewashed in America and the actor that they got to play Godzilla was just the dude from Kick-Ass? Um, no. Is this the one like with Matt? uh, Sorry, not Matt Damon. (laughs) Is this also Matt Damon's (laughs) Godzilla? Matt Damon all the time taking these Asian roles. I can't believe it. It's just so bad. Is this the, uh, the one where Puff Daddy was on the soundtrack? No, not that one. The other one. The new Godzilla? I don't know. Anyway. Oh, but, with Breaking Bad. Yeah, with Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. Was in it. Yeah, where Breaking Bad plays Mothra. Yeah. Very whitewashed. It, Why would... The, monsters need to act, too, in Hollywood. I hear that. They're just getting white people instead of monsters, instead of real monsters. But, uh, yeah, so I have to go that to that the day after Valentine's Day, and I guess that's what we're going to do for Valentine's Day. Although it's, like, not even really a thing. The wife does. She's been asking me for, like, I don't know how long we've been together, nine years, to buy her flowers. And I was considering maybe buying her flowers since I've never done it before. But I also, like, I just don't understand the point, Mr. Frisbee, of buying a thing that serves no use... And will only last, like, I don't know, two weeks, and then it will be dead? Like, I just bought her these lizards. They're going to last ten years. I think that's a great deal. That comes out to, like, five cents a year. Yeah. Yeah, the the deal with flowers always kind of bugged me as well, uh, for similar reasons. Because it's like, this is a symbol of our love. It cost me a bit of money, and it's going to be dead in two weeks. So, feels accurate, right? Yeah, I know, right? Like, yeah, it's 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 very morbid and weird. Um, at least unless you can make them last a long time. Yeah, at least with diamonds, which are also a racket. Like, at least yeah. those actually last forever, just like the commercial says. Flowers, eh? Buy a flower, lasts like a week or so. Enjoy throwing this away and <laughs> yeah. trying to figure out other uses for the vase when you're done with it. Yeah, there are literally. Hundreds of flowers right outside our house. Yeah, just get some of those. (laughs) Like, don't even like knock the dirt off of it. Just bring them to the door. Yeah, I'm just gonna go out and like after the dudes mow the lawn, I'm just gonna gather up a handful (laughs) of grass trimmings and put that in a vase and be like, "Here are flowers. What's the difference? 
What's the difference? <laughs> Sounds like a good plan. I don't see how this can fail or backfire. <laughs> I once was in a relationship where uh, my then girlfriend explicitly did not want flowers. She's like, you can do anything. Just don't get flowers. I don't want flowers. Um, so that was great. I, I love that sort of directness and also that out to not have to get flowers. Mm -hmm. That was very simple to me uh, and efficient. So then we get to chocolates instead. See, chocolates aren't forever, but they're consumable. Like, you don't just put them off to the side and not look at them or anything for a week. Yeah, they're good because you can eat them and then that will give your body energy that it needs to not die. You can't do that yeah. with flowers. Yeah, flowers will just die. You can try to eat the flowers, but that's not always great. Not always great. You probably just get sick. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I've never, yeah, I've never bought anybody flowers. One time a girl bought me a flower. Uh, like yeah. Just a single flower. She was like my friend, and I guess like there's a kind of color of flower that signifies friendship. Yellow. I, I guess so. I think it was yellow. It was yeah. Like, uh, yeah. That's the one. So, yeah, she bought that for me. And I was like, she was like, here's a flower. And I was like, what the, f what do I do with this? Like, <laughs> I think I just sat it on my coffee table and it stayed there for a couple of weeks. Like, I was like, what, why do I need this? Like, you could have bought me, like, uh, you know, some beef jerky. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to, that'd be great to receive beef jerky with a ribbon around it. And be like, here you go, to my dearest friend. I think that's what I'm going to start doing for Valentine's Day. It's just getting ribbons and then tying it around things that I know people will actually enjoy. Here, some tasty bubble gum or a Snickers bar. But you mentioned beef jerky at the outset, and I hadn't thought about beef jerky in a long, long time. Like The only time it ever comes up is if I'm on a road trip and I see it at a gas station, and I just think, pass... I'll get something more substantial. However, there was like a stretch of, of a couple of years when I was a kid where beef jerky was probably the best snack I could ever conceive. I, it just didn't get any better than beef jerky. So like there'd be these movie days at school because, you know, it's school and when teachers want like a day off to work on other stuff or something, they'll just they would throw on like these old John Wayne movies, which I had like no interest in. But I got to bring in beef jerky and I would do it every time. Mm -hmm. And I just feels like that's a weird thing to obsess over. I never eaten beef jerky casually since. Like, I'll just say, I'll wait. I'll wait till something else comes along. <laughs> uh, well, they're making a lot of great moves in beef jerky technology. Uh, there's this brand called Crave that is very tasty. They have like sriracha flavored and like jalapeno flavored. I think you should maybe get into that. And it also comes in chicken. Okay. I would suggest that. There was a place that I got to go to one time that I was so happy. Um, when I was in Dayton, our friend Jono was in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and he like called me up. Or, like, maybe one of his friends, like, messaged me on Facebook and was like, you know, Jono, he's sad. Someone needs to come get him. And I was like, I'll, I'll get him. And so I went up there. And on the way, there was, like, this huge 
like beef jerky factory where it was like you just walked around and you know how like at the movie theater sometimes they'll have like the the candy that's like just open like a salad bar of candy uh no oh i've never seen this this sounds like a magical land though where's (laughs) this beautiful place i've seen it a few times it's at the uh the regal cinemas south in dayton by the dayton mall has one of these things it's uh you know, sometimes it'll be like a salad bar or like sometimes it's tubes, but you just, you know, you put in a, a scooper. Oh, the tubes. Yeah, yeah. I remember those. Okay. Yeah. Well, they had stuff like that, but it was with beef jerky and you would just scoop in however much beef jerky, you put it in bags. And we left with like two huge garbage bags full of beef jerky on this trip. And it was delightful. Some of the best beef jerky I've ever had. There's a place on the way to Vegas called Alien Jerky that I've never stopped at, sadly, but... I desperately want to. Uh, I like all the weird stuff. You know, I like the the uh, buffalo beef jerky and the ostriches, the alligators. I was going to mention that there was a place uh, near South Dayton that was ex- just all jerky. And they had like alligator jerky. I think they even had like kangaroo jerky. Mm-hmm. Like shit that just seemed inconceivable. But it was, it was there. It existed. It's pretty yum. Yeah. They're... There was like this really small like bodega type convenience store by where me and Jono and Blake Cell lived that sold all like like little tiny like it was like just one bite came in a package of like all the weird types of beef jerky and it was like three dollars each, which was way out of our price range most of the time. So when yeah. like on payday we would go get one. And uh and that was a lot of fun. Beef jerky is pretty good. I think maybe you should get into it. Maybe uh, you know, I know that not a lot of other podcasts, if any, feature dudes eating snacks and like reviewing them on the air, but I've never heard of it. I don't think it exists. It's just an untapped, uh, idea. So I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe if anybody want out there wants to, uh, get with Frisbee and send him some beef jerky, or maybe next time you see some beef jerky out in the streets, you pick it up. Maybe uh, I would be very interested in hearing some of your thoughts on these new kinds of beef jerkies that they got out here. Yeah, I can get behind that. I wonder if my passion will be rekindled for beef jerky. I would hope so. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Ann Arbor, though, in that trip to Ann Arbor. I don't recall this story, like, of you going to pick up Jono from Ann Arbor while you were still in Dayton. Was this, like, back in... 09 or 2010 or something yeah this was like right before we moved like the winter before we moved i think okay i went to go pick him up like uh like he had like a girlfriend that maybe like broke up with them or something like this i forget exactly what the details were but i picked him up like we hadn't talked in like a couple years because or i hadn't talked much anyway in a couple years and i went and picked him up and he stayed at the house for like two or three weeks and then uh you know Jono was just Jono and he, I think he, <laughs> he did something and then he had to like go stay with somebody else for a while okay but yeah I wasn't familiar with that uh that move I guess like I thought that he'd been in an arbor for a while and I'm trying to think when you guys had moved because I know like we did that box social because all their stuff was in boxes. Mm-hmm. And and also so that way I could make a Simpsons reference out of it. 
Yeah, that was also great. That was a great <laughs> invite flyer of Homer on that uh, old-timey bicycle. <laughs> that penny-farthing bicycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was trying to place that, I guess. I don't know. It's weird how like some of those events get lost or muddled. Yeah, it was around then. It was when our friend Jess broke her foot. Yeah, That's... I remember that. Okay, no, I remember that now. That was a terrible event. Yeah, it was I think that was the last time I saw both of you for a long ass time. Uh, we were walking down Fifth Street, and mm-hmm. we came to that Triangle Park area, and the two of you were arguing really loudly about something very specific. And I, I knew like there was no calming it down, so I said, "All right, guys, I'll uh, I'll see you later, I guess." And you both turned <laughs> like mid heated argument. And you're like, "Okay, buddy, I'll see you later." <laughs> and you immediately both returned back to this conversation, like. No, oh, fuck you. Fuck you, though. <laughs> yeah, that sounds, like, that sounds the about weirdest, right. most intense exchange. Like you guys just went from you just did a complete 180 where you're just completely pleasant. And like, all right, man. Love you, buddy. Bye. I'm like, all right. I love you, too, guys. And you're like, <laughs> you're an asshole. You're a prick. Why would you do that? It was, it was pretty wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, even when you're the most heated, you can still... Be very polite and cordial to my man, Cumulus Razor Babes. I hope so. I really hope so. I think that I would. Go yeah. ahead. No, I, I just can't imagine. Like, I wanted to say something, so I just didn't like peace out without saying anything. But I was like, man, they're gonna get pissed at me for some reason. But you didn't. It was nice. <laughs> that would be funny if all of our anger was just channeled onto you. Then, like, we were like <laughs> you did this, Frisbee. Fuck this guy, especially. <laughs> Yeah, so I think you should try some beef jerkies. I think I'll probably buy the wife some beef jerky. I think actually, I think the wife has bought me beef jerky. I'm not sure if it was for Valentine's Day. Maybe it was for like our anniversary or Christmas or something. She's very into buying beef jerky. Cool. It's a good good thing. It's a good habit to get into is buying your loved one's beef jerky. (laughs) That should be the commercials that are playing instead. It's like, this Valentine's Day. Consider beef jerky. Yeah, you should. Like, if the metaphor for having diamonds is that they last forever, beef jerky lasts just as long. It's dehydrated. You can put it in your cabinet. It lasts forever. But it always comes with those little packets, those silica gel packets that mean, like, once this touches air, it's going gonna, it's gonna to rot or something. Actually, I'm not sure what if that's the case. Yeah, I don't know what those packets do. I know that they come in beef jerky and shoes, and I'm not sure what the connection is. <laughs> yeah, there's some, yeah. Mm, mm, I'm having second thoughts about this now. <laughs> Although, like, Werner Herzog did eat a shoe once, and that's kind of cool. That's true. Yeah, okay, I'm back on this now. I was having doubts, but I think, I think Werner Herzog drew me back in. And it was beautiful. That's our Herzog impressions there. Pretty bad. Thank you. Thank you. You're the worst. <laughs> um, but the opposite of the worst is the best. And I think we've got the best in news, don't oh, we? Man, we got the best news of all time coming up. We got our man, Wayne. He's here on the beat. Uh, let me just... Let me beat just... kids. Kids beat. <laughs> beat kids. We've got Wayne here. He's going to beat kids. Here's the Wayne Podcast Town news. In Podcast Town, it's a Facebook group. 
You probably know about it by now. Uh, all the top podcasts go there. Us, the Junk Fod, the Kissing Contest, the Virtual Pros, the Ilkhan, the Border Boss. We've all, much like in the movie John Wick, how there's a, a high table where all the most powerful people sit. That's sort of like what Podcast Town is. Joe Rogan's there. Yes. Um, and our man Wayne, he gives us the news every episode about what's going on in town for the people who haven't joined or who've maybe been kicked out for various reasons. Um, so here is the Wayne Podcast Town News. Podcast Town News. Wayne here. So like I said last time, I was going to review, start reviewing podcasts that post on the uh, in the group. Ah, you know, some things came up, so I decided not to do that. One being Sean being a libtard telling us what we should be doing, which is having fun in Podcast Town, which is, you know, utter bullshit because Podcast Town has never been fun. It's always been a hell spawn of uh, worthless bullshit. So, you know, you have the border boss in there telling him to go to fuck himself, which is nice. Nice. But Podcast Town should be dead, not, you know, fun. Scum. Um, you also post really disgusting food pictures, which is just... Dude, really, like, I know he's one of the moderators for this group, but maybe you should guys ban him. Ban Sean. But that's just my opinion. Maybe I'll put a link up, uh, poll up, and see what happens. Uh, another big thing that happened today, this week, in the last two weeks, whatever the fuck it is, is that Sam Murphy has become a moderator, which is, uh, I don't know, you know, more of those ill-kind guys becoming moderators and admins on the, in the group is kind of scary. I mean, I love Sarah Murphy. She's probably the best part of that show, next to Al. But I don't know if you really should be giving her, like, more power. She seems already power-hungry to begin with. With that ongoing, post-your-screwiest-looking um, license plate here ad. And I think she did something else for, like, stickers. But I don't know if that's taken on as well as the, uh, the license plate one. What else? Uh bunch of podcasts are posting stuff, um, and I'm giving them critiquing opinions on their crappy shows, because, well, why not? I've been in podcasts, I've been doing podcasts for, oh, I don't know, 11 years now, so maybe my opinions kind of matter, I guess. I don't know why I yawn when I'm working, um, recording the stuff, whatever. Anything else? Uh, Mike Dick was on, was on a junk food dinner, no one cares. Uh, Mike Dick and Mark, uh, Dead Man Mark, are doing Kissing Kindness again. Great. Um, what else? I don't know. There's not really much I give a shit. Their weird car- weird uh, food mascot thread is pretty good. If you guys ever check that one out, you should do it. Um, but mostly, like I say, it's it's a humble time compared to Sean being a fucking liberal asshole who has to tell us what to do. Uh, I mean, like, he's so worried about the future, but fuck him, man. The future's gonna be fine, man. You're white. You're fine. You won't, you won't be, uh, shot and assassinated. You won't be left for dead. Your family won't be put in internment camps. You'll be fine, man. You'll be good. You're a white guy. No big deal for you, baby. You know? Your uterus won't get ripped out and put on a plaque. You know, no big deal, baby. Alright, I think I've, uh, rambled enough. Alright. Good day, guys. Frisbine. Parker, have a good day. Bye. That's the Wayne Podcast Town News. Podcast Town News. Oh, no. It's starting over. Thanks, Wayne. Thanks for the news. The news we can use. What do you think of the term libtard?
Um, I I mean, I, I think it's like a fairly lazy uh, portmanteau, but I mean, uh, most of the insults I grew up with are no longer available to use. So, I mean, you gotta, gotta come up with new words like libtard and cuck and whatever else is going on out there. Whatever else words. Well, cuck's not a new word. That's an old word that people are bringing back. Well, yeah, it's being used in a new way. I mean, most insults are words that are old that are, were used in new ways. Like, Mm -hmm. like the H word, for instance, and the T word. Or the, the X word. X word, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't see it often unless, like, an egg on Twitter is being real heated about something. <laughs> yeah, that's usually usually when it's used. Okay. Um, well, what do you think of that news, though? Uh, pretty heated. Wayne was getting very political. I wasn't expecting <laughs> expecting him to get so political. Um, but he is opposed to happiness. And Sean did post that thing advising everyone that they should be happier and should not fight in podcast town. Um, so I can imagine why Wayne would be upset about that. I can imagine why Wayne would be upset that Sean is white. We're all no, upset. He sounded like pretty happy that he was. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> <laughs> we're all, we're all happy that Sean is white. We're all excited about that. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> um, and and mentioning like some of the creepy mascots that have been on bread packages. Uh, I was trying to think of like weird food mascots. Had not come across any. My you favorite. posted that King Vitamin, right? Ah, uh, yeah, I love King Vitamin. Uh, I found him one day, me and my friends found him in high school, like some crummy grocery store. And we just loved him. Uh, We had like this whole kind of like we had back in the olden days, this idea for like this fictional kind of band where we all played characters. And one of the characters was going to be King Vitamin. Uh, And then later on, we we stole a lawn gnome and named it King Vitamin. So we were very... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> very interested in the in King Vitamin at the time. And then they switched it from the old dude. Like what makes King Vitamin the mascot is so great is like he's just a picture of an old ass dude with a crown. And then now he's like some fucking cartoon character and it really sucks. Yeah. But Yeah, but the old ass dude with a crown is like that's a lot of work to put some guy's face on like a box of cereal. And they could have used any picture, but that's the one that they went with. This mm-hmm. is kind of like do I keep pretending like i'm eating this or what like that's the one that they chose <laughs> yeah there's another cereal called like good friends or something and it's just like a picture of like two old ass people eating cereal together and i like that those mascots are good too <laughs> i'll try to find that i'll try to make that the episode art the good friends cereal funny yeah um what do you think about okay. sarah murphy oh sorry go ahead no, i I like Sarah Murphy's posts genuinely. Like they keep, they keep getting new life in them. Like somebody sees a fucked up license plate and they post it. And I find that enjoyable. The stickers one was also pretty funny. Patrick from my other show, uh, blind podsman Zatuichi only Zatuichi podcast out there. He posted some interesting stickers from Arizona that were pretty wild. Um, but yeah, I, I find them entertaining. I didn't know she was made a moderator. Yeah. I think that's 
okay. I'm not as paranoid about the power grab, I guess. I should have evened it out. I should have like promoted her to moderator and then like demoted Shelby from admin to moderator to like kind of balance out the power. But, uh, you know, what are you going to do? I, I, th- I think it'll be all right. You know, there are a lot of checks and balances out there in podcast town. So I think it'll be good. But uh, she she deserved it. Uh, someone asked, like there was a new Alan Jackson thread, as there tends to be. And someone was looking for the It's Happening Alan Jackson meme, which I created. But I was slow to get it up there, and Sam Murphy beat me to it. And that, I feel, earned her a spot as a moderator. Yeah, she's been doing that stuff for a while, to be honest. To be honest. Frankly. I don't know. Whatever adverb works here. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been doing that stuff for a while where she's picked out past threads that have discussed a, like a, a new topic or that have like backup information to a new thread that she finds pertinent. So she's been providing links and in image macros and all that kind of stuff. I think she's been doing a good job anyway. Yeah. I foresee a future where the only admin is Sarah Murphy and not in a power grab sort of way, just in that she's the only person I would trust with full control over podcast and she's the only one who deserves it. She's like a philosopher queen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Yeah, I'm into that. Yeah. Well, that was the Wayne news. There's going to be some more next week. We uh, have an email. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have the email up? I do. I closed it, although I'm fairly sure I could remember it and say it verbatim. Well, I got it here. <laughs> You've got it's, it. Uh, it's from oh, my co-host, Patrick. And that's from the uh, Zatuichi, the Blind Podsman podcast. You were just on the most recent episode. Oh, yeah, I was. And it's up now. We talked about Zatuichi's Revenge. Pretty dope. Pretty good film. Yeah, pretty violent. So Patrick's email title is Vaughn's News of the Week. And the body says, don't. And that's the email. (laughs) It was sent from his iPhone. I like that he sent it while he was out. He wasn't even at his computer. He was just like out shopping or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just something that came to mind and he wanted to uh, pass it along. I, for one, respectfully disagree. I think we do. On News of the Week. What do you think? I think we do it. And I think it okay. provides a valuable service to people. Yes. Uh, I mean, there was a recent poll seeing if if Wayne should be banned from Podcast Town, and uh, it was voted down. So I feel like if he was not providing a valuable service to people, they would have voted to kick him out. Yeah, I agree. I think that, I think that would have been the case. At which point I would have just let him back in. Yeah. I would have snuck That's him in. That's works. Yeah. I would have snuck him in uh, under the fence. You mm-hmm. know, I, I know a secret spot. There's like a cave that empties out. At a certain nice. point. <laughs> so if anybody's been kicked out, I'll let you guys back in. Uh, I also let Jesse P.S. back in when he got kicked out. But he got kicked out, again, like 10 seconds later. Yeah, because you have to invite people in or something. Yeah, I don't he, know. he's starting trying to start a whole Facebook fight. But what are you going to do? Sometimes you got a Facebook fight. Who knows? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> 
One of my favorite parts about podcast down this past week was, uh, I think it was Corey posting about uh, Chapo Trap House and how their Patreon nets them like $42,000 a month. Mm. Blows my mind that they're getting that much money. But Corey made a good point that like maybe we should all just kill ourselves. <laughs> and in response to this, because they did it. They, they truly, truly did it. They're making rent and a a modest living from podcasting uh however many guys are there and their setup is basically what we're doing here you know a laptop and in mics direct input no boards or anything like that they're just doing it bare bones but i thought it was very funny that people were coming like oh i would never listen to this these guys look just reprehensible couple of white dudes sitting around talking with the deal. Like those were funny comments, but I feel like most people were trying to blow it off. And it's like, no, they figured it out. They've actually got income from this. They figured we out haven't. how to, they figured out how to make us want to kill ourselves. Yeah, this yeah. is it. If you want to feel even worse. Well, you, it sounds like you don't feel bad about this. Sounds like you're proud of them for getting money. I'm fine with it. Like I don't feel um, bad or good about it. I I would like it a lot more if it was me. I'm sad. Oh, sure. That, I'm sure. Yeah. Anytime when anybody else is getting money, I'm like, that could have been me. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the last house or the last podcast on the left, would you, which is the most hated podcast in all of Podcast Town and in all of my house, <laughs> uh, which I'm very... I'm very excited about like I hate this podcast and one time uh, my wife was telling me a story about how she was talking to her sister and she was like trying to think of some podcast I like I forget which one like I think it was like maybe Race Wars or something and she misattributed it to uh, the last podcast on the left and her sister was like oh that's the racist podcast right and she is totally correct because it is nice uh, nice but anyway would you like to wager a guess how much these stupid assholes who aren't funny and completely suck make on Patreon? A month? Yeah. Um, I'm guessing neighborhood of like 50,000? 15,000. Whoa, I was way off. I thought it was going to be higher. It's still a lot. I, I lost the showcase showdown. It's still... Yeah, 15,000 is still a lot. Still too much. It's $5,000 a month per person. That's too much. God, it's depressing. I know. But then again, <laughs> the red letter media dudes make a shitload of money, and I'm proud of them for getting money. They deserve it. So I like Patreon. I don't know. I like it. I think it's cool. Yeah, I think it's a useful models. tool. I just feel like, again, I could be making that money. Well. Somehow. Some way. Someday. If if you blind podsmen start a Patreon, I will donate to it because I want those bonus episodes. Okay, cool. Can I, do. I say bonus episodes because that's usually the gift that people get for donating to Patreons. Those will be the TV episodes of Zatoichi, which there were like for five years. And they're just like rehashings of the films. So there you go. Hey, it's settled. That'll be the one. And Patreon. Rogue... Get those get those episodes. <laughs> and Rogue One, since there's a Zatoichi in that movie. That's right. A yeah. Fake ass Zatoichi. <laughs> Um, I think that's probably about everything. Yeah. Yeah. I think that covers it. I think we are covered. Uh, all right. That's cool. 
well, I would like to thank Wayne for sending in the news. If you would like to send in emails about whether or not we should or should not play Wayne's news, please do so at poolpartyradio at gmail.com. Please find us in Podcast Town. Just search for Podcast Town in Facebook. Find our own Facebook page at poolparty at facebook.com slash poolpartyradio. Follow us on Twitter at Final Parker at Cumulus Frisbee. Mm-hmm. And um, all the old episodes are at poolpartyradio.com. Yeah, you can listen to some of those. You can listen to the I feel like right now is the correct political climate to listen to the Frisbee's Right to Choose episode. Yeah, I suppose so. I, I mean, somebody's got to choose, I guess. Yeah, somebody's got to choose. And also, uh, depending on what happens in the next four years, Frisbee's right to choose may actually become the best option we have in <laughs> in America. I will be mortified if that's the case. <laughs> You're going to have to start choosing. beside myself. You're going to have to go to Cold Stone Creamery every morning, get your ceremonial ice cream, Mm-hmm. And start choosing who gets to have abortions and who does. It's so ludicrous. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, check out those. Like just and a, imagine you with this huge ice cream, right? This got like butterfingers and stuff in it. And you're wearing like a doctor's coat, like a lab coat, and like talking to some lady. You've got like a like, clip. Oh. You've got a clipboard. And you're like checking off boxes trying to decide. Uh, that's so funny to me. <laughs> well, ever since like ever since we had episode art related to that where I'm wearing like that purple shirt that says my right to choose, I always imagined mm-hmm. that's how I'd be dressed. Like <laughs> just in like self-aggrandizing uh merchandise, I guess. Like not mm-hmm. even a lab coat. But yeah. a lab coat is funny also. That'd be also very silly. Well, you can wear the t-shirt that says my right to choose underneath the lab coat. Oh, like a cool doctor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <sighs> well, yeah, that's all the stuff. Uh, check out the Blind Podsman. What is the, how can the kids find the Blind Podsman? Uh, Facebook.com. We're there uh, for the Blind Podsman. Also on our website, which is basically an archive, kind of like Pool Party. And uh, on your podcast player of choice. Nice. Uh, so yeah, so until next time, this is Parker for Cumulus saying thanks for having fun. Mm-hmm.